Wings of Faith. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Trapper, and I invite you to join me as we go through powerful life lessons from Shah Habitachim based on the Shiorim of Rav Asher Zelig Rubenstein, Zechert Salik Levracha. Wings of Faith, Episode 67, Olam Haba Reward, Shah Habitachim Chapter 4. Rav Asher. Chovos Avalos embarks on a theological exploration of the significance of Olam Haba and why it is seemingly omitted from being mentioned in the Torah. Of course, it is a tenet of our religion, and Chazal elaborate about Olam Haba throughout Chas and Midrashim. However, the question being discussed here is why the Torah itself does not talk about this most important part of our belief. Chovos Avalos, item 6 of 7, Olam Haba, reward in the world to come. This section will focus on how we are to relate to Bitachon regarding our future reward, we will begin with a major question and a large number of answers. One of the tenets of our faith is that Hashem rewards one who does good and punishes those who do bad. But at the same time, one who does mitzvos is not owed anything from Hashem who created us and gave us life. He decides to pay us reward out of kindness. We must ask the question of why Olam Haba, the world to come, the existence of which is a tenet of our faith, is not explicitly stated in the Torah. I will offer seven general answers. Answer 1. We have no idea what Olam Haba is, but we know well what Olam Haza is, and thus that is what is discussed in the Torah. Answer 2. We have a tradition directly linked to Moshe Rabbeinu verifying the promise of Olam Haba. Answer 3. The generation of Jews at the time of Kabbalah Satorah did not appreciate the future reward at that time, and needed to hear they would have a pleasurable Olam Haza in order to get them to accept the Torah, so that is what the Torah stressed. Answer 4. We are already in debt to Hashem for all the kindness that He does for us, and thus we cannot say to Him that He owes us Olam Haba. Answer 5. Olam Haba is not for the outwardly fulfilled mitzvos, but those fulfilled in our matzpun, the depth of our hearts. That is where it is earned, for actions of true dedication and righteous intent. Thus, since it emanates from the hidden service, it remains hidden in the Torah. Answer 6. Since we are physical people and want physical pleasures, the Torah talks about the physical rewards promised to one who keeps it. Answer 7. Olam Haba is closeness to Hashem, and thus only a person with whom Hashem desires closeness will get it. There are psukim of Devekas in the Torah, and thus inherent in those verses is the mention of Olam Haba, as that is the fabric of what Olam Haba is. Rav Asher. I have mentioned many times that the Torah we have talks to our desire for a good life in this world. It shows us how to achieve a pleasurable and rewarding Olam Haza. Recall that we mentioned earlier in episode 64, that my Mechutin, and truthfully many others, have questioned my teaching that the purpose of life is to be focused on pleasure. But what you are reading here is an explicit proof of my principle. We are all looking for a good Olam Haza. Those who say that they serve Hashem due to their desire for Olam Haba are either Yechide Skula, unique individuals, or just fooling themselves. We all want Olam Haza, and if you keep the Torah, you get life, pleasure, a good spouse, healthy children, honor, parnasa, and happiness. Reason number five above is, in my opinion, the scariest part of Chobos Havos. Only Hashem knows the reward awaiting. Yeshaya 64.3. See Brachos 34b, which says this refers to Olam Haba. Olam Haba comes from our deepest intentions of purity of action. This is stated by Rambam as well in Pirisha Mishnais and of Makos. When one fulfills one mitzvah from a 613 properly, without any other intention, with pure intent and love, there, that is where Olam Haba is earned. Hashem gave us so many mitzvahs so that we would have a myriad of opportunities to perform at least one of them properly, and thereby achieve Olam Haba. I feel that this is one of the most eye-opening sections in Chobos Havavos. We will now elaborate on each one. Chobos Havavos. Number one. We have a general promise of reward for all mitzvos, but it is not always clear what the exact reward will be like. 
This is unlike when it comes to sins, where the Torah specifies exact punishments accrued, such as stoning, kares, etc. Some mitzvahs are paid partially in this world, some are paid only in the next world. It is impossible to fathom the reward of the next world, and thus it is not stated explicitly in the Torah. Rav Asher. It is important to note that the Rishonim discussed, based on the Gemaras in Shabbos, Sanhedrin, and other Mamari Chazal, what exactly Olam Haba is. I mention often that we specifically talk about all the rewards which following the Torah brings you now, in this world, because for those who only talk about the next world, it does not convince anyone about how to act in this world. No one ever died and came back to say that their religion lied to them. You promised me eternal reward for murdering infidels, but I was lied to. Thus, we talk about the great rewards that Torah brings in this world, so that you could pursue Torah and mitzvot and enjoy them. The Rambam says that Olam Haba is not physical. He makes fun of the Arab philosophers who taught that it is a physical place in the future. We see nowadays how much evil is encouraged based on false rewards promised in the afterlife. The Arabs tell the terrorists that if they blow themselves up and kill Jews, they are rewarded with a harem of 70 women. Again, no one ever died and came back to call out the lie. There are many discussions about what Mashiach and Olam Haba are. Olam Hanashamos, the interim place for the souls, is where one goes after he or she dies and before Mashiach and Olam Haba begin. It is a place of reward for those who deserve it and a place of punishment for those who need cleansing. See Derech Hashem, section 1, 311. Chazal describe Olam Haba as Tzadikim Yoshvim, Venanim Yiziv Hashchina. The righteous sit with their crowns on their heads and they bask in the splendor of a divine presence. See Brachos 17a. Most agree with Rambam that when Mashiach comes, we will get back our bodies and souls united for that time period, and any enemies of the Jews will be destroyed. It will be a time of Hashem Hashem will rule the entire world. Zechariah 14.9 In the times of Mashiach, there will be both a neshama and a guf, body and soul, but the body will be in a thinner state. After that comes the time of Olam Haba, a time period that, again, the Rishonim discuss when it comes and what it looks like. Ramchal says that Olam Haba is eternal and comes after 6,000 years of this world and 10,000 years total, including Mashiach and Tchiyas HaMesim. After that time, after that time, the 10,000-year period begins Olam Haba and lasts forever. Another very important point is that in order to have Tchiyas HaMesim, one must have studied Torah. Nothing else can make it happen. Seek Subas 111b. That's why the Gemara in Brachos 17a asks, how do women merit Tchiyas HaMesim? The question is, what is their connection to Torah learning that would thereby allow them to merit resurrection? The answer given is that they encourage their husbands and children to learn Torah. It is true that they themselves study Torah, but that merit does not compare to the merit of helping their husbands and children. Cholos Havavos. Answer 2. Every Jew is aware of Olam Haba, either by Masorah or from the wise men via philosophical logic. Thus, the prophets had no need to discuss it in their books. We can rely on our strong oral tradition that passes it on. Rav Asher. I want to share with you a story about one's Olam Haba. There was a year that Esrogim were very scarce, and people were unable to get hold of them. One merchant was trying to get as much money as possible for the one Esrog that he had secured. One person offered $750 and another 1000 A man came to him and said, I will buy it for my Olam Haba. The merchant agreed and sold it. The Talmidim of the Altar Novartic excitedly told their Rebbe about this man, extolling his praise regarding how much he was willing to give to do a mitzvah. The Altar laughed and said to his Talmidim, I'm not impressed by someone who offers to give his Olam Haba. I'm only impressed by how much Olam Haza a person is willing to sacrifice in order to do a mitzvah. Another story, which I have not verified, but feel that it illustrates an important point, is as follows. One year, the Vilna Gon appointed a messenger to go buy him an esrog. The seller told him, I will give the Gra a beautiful esrog on condition that the reward of his Natilas Lulav will be mine. The messenger had been told to pay any cost for the esrog, and so he agreed. The Gra saw the esrog and was very impressed by its beauty. When he heard the condition by which it was sold, he exclaimed, I am happy for the opportunity to do a mitzvah, 
for the first time ever, only for the sake of Hashem and not for any reward. Footnote 33 by the editor, Rabbi Yosef Trauber. Rav Asher Zatzal noted that this type of deal is not possible. You cannot sell the Olam Haba that you earned with your own effort. See Shalzichu was Meshav Dover, 314, by the Nitziv, 1816 through 1893, where such a deal took place, and the Nitziv rendered it invalid. Nitziv argues, say a brave soldier rises through the ranks and gets promoted to the rank of a general. He declares, I decline the honor. Give it to my friend, the shoemaker. This is absurd. It cannot be transferred. It was earned because of the soldier's actions, bravery, and acquired knowledge. It is not his honor that can be passed on to another, by definition, who is unqualified and who did not ever earn it himself. In the story with the grub mentioned, it seems that since the man provided the esrog, he could receive the reward of that particular mitzvah, as opposed to the first story where he was trying to get the buyer's entire olam haba, which he had no connection to. Thank you for joining me in that excerpt from Wings of Faith, a full elucidation of Shara B'Tachon, spiced with powerful lessons and stories that bring B'Tachon to life, based on the Shurim of Rabbi Asher Zeli Rubenstein Zatzal. Learn more and purchase at laveeres.com.